the mainstream media, the entertainment industry, the news media, the video game industry, the porn industry, all of these massive things have put tremendous amounts of money and resources into being able to control you for their benefit. They don't care about you. They, they want to turn you into some kind of battery, turning you into a sheep, turning you into a resource that they can harvest for their benefit. They don't care about you, but they're very good at manipulating you. Welcome to Universal Man. My name is Mark Weppet, and today I'm here to offer you a choice. We've been talking about this idea of the Omni game, this idea of looking at life as a game to be understood, to be learned, to be mastered, and to be won. And today I'm going to be giving you the opportunity to really step into this game in earnest because we're going to be covering manifestation mechanics. Manifestation is the process of taking an intention and turning it into an actuality. And in order to do this, I'm going to have to introduce you to a new model of looking at reality that I call the causality matrix. Once you see the matrix and you see how it is all around you all the time, you cannot hide from how broken, brainwashed, and dysfunctional both you and everybody else is. You also cannot hide from the fact that there is a war being waged for your mind and your very soul every single day. But perhaps most terrifying, you cannot hide from the fact that if you decide to embark on this journey, you could actually do something about this. That you could actually do something tremendously good in your life and in the lives of others. So, if you would like to enter the Matrix, well then, please, take the red pill and follow me. Now, before we go any further, I would like to offer you a word of advice. Just like how Neo, when he entered the Matrix, he needed to have training. He needed to be able to use weapons and kung fu and have a team around him. You probably need the same thing. And so I, if you want a team, join my Vanguard community. If you would like to have the training, well then, that's where I would recommend the Anabolic Optimism Guide. Because we don't need guns where we're going. We need a strong mind that can take on the horrors of the world. We need a mind that can take on challenge and hardship and not just stand to it, but go, grow stronger in the face of it. And so you can find links to both of these resources below. All right, so let's get into it. What is the causality matrix? Well, it's really a metaphor for understanding the world around us. And you can think of it as a gigantic tapestry. Everything that exists in the past is the part of the tapestry that has already been woven. You can think of the strands of causality being stitched into actual events. However, everything in the future, it exists as free-flowing threads of probability. Okay, And these threads of probability are traced back to their causal origins. And as the loom of the present moment goes through time, it stitches probability into actuality. And in that process of having those threads locked down, circuits of energy are formed. And if we can understand how those circuits of energy are configured and how they are stitched into actuality, well, then we can control what gets manifested. And this is the heart of understanding manifestation mechanics. The problem today is that many people have no idea how to do this. They have no idea how to take control over the threads of their own fate. And instead, they find themselves stitched into a corner of a pattern that they do not like. They feel 
like they have no control, no power to really change themselves or the world in any sort of meaningful or fulfilling way. And that's why I'm creating this video because if you feel that way, I wanna help you get free. So how do we take control? Well, the secret comes down to resonance. Resonance is the process by which we vibrate, resonate with a specific causal thread, which leads to a pattern of activity. Okay, so when we're talking about the causality matrix and all these different threads of probability and possibility, well, if you vibrate with one of those threads, well, then you will stitch a certain pattern into reality. So for example, if you resonate with the causal thread of doing the dishes, well, then as you fall into that pattern, the dishes will be stitched into reality. They'll be cleaned and that will be what happened. That's what, that's a low level form of manifestation. We are constantly going in and out of different patterns of resonance throughout our day. Anytime we fall into a new pattern of activity, we are in a new state of resonance. We are stitching a new pattern into reality. We're engaging in a separate act of manifestation. And we have to gain control over this. We have to gain awareness of this. And that's where the idea of activation comes in. Activation is the process of switching what you're resonating with. Every time that you switch your pattern and you do something new, that's activation. Activation is the process of starting a new pattern, starting a new resonance. So when you wake up in the morning, you activate the causal pattern of your morning routine, and then you flow through that, right? Now, sometimes we feel stuck. We feel like we're not flowing. We feel like we're conflicted. We feel like, oh, something, there's a knot in our threads. That is called dissonance. It's a state where you're not really vibing fully with whatever it is that you're doing or trying to do. So let's do a quick example. So imagine you're sitting on the couch watching TV, okay? And you know it's time for you to go to the gym but you wanna watch another episode of whatever the heck it is that you're watching. So you have two threads of causality that are floating there. The potentials are both entering in your mind and you're kind of trying to resonate with both at the same time, but you can't, you have to pick one or the other. This state of conflict, this is a state of dissonance. We tend to hate this state and we tend to try to get out of it as quickly as possible. And that's where we activate. We either decide to watch another episode or we decide to go to the gym. And controlling this activation determines which way you go. And then once you pick one and you get yourself in the motion of it, usually you're good, you're fine. The dissonance disappears and you fall back into a state of resonance, a state of flow, a state of autopilot. If you choose the gym, well, as soon as you get your gym clothes on, you're pretty much good to go. You're gonna end up going to the gym most likely. If you decide to watch another episode, well, you've already forgotten about the gym and you're fully invested in that episode. You can think of yourself as a conductor of a consciousness train. Your consciousness is constantly going down some track or another, just like a train. And just like a train, there will be forks where you get to choose which way you want to go, if you know how to control the train. Most of us don't. Most of us aren't even aware of the forks in the road, so we may end up going somewhere we do not want to go. And this is what I call node dissonance. A node is simply a state along a causality thread, a narrative arc. You know, that's another way to think of causality threads as narrative arcs, okay? And a node is just one snapshot 
along that story. So for example, say you want to get in shape. Okay. One node might be you just starting to get into the groove of training, like showing up to the gym for the first time. That's one node. Okay. Maybe another one would be you bench pressing 225, putting two plates in the bar. Okay. Maybe another node would be you reaching, you know, 10% body fat and having a bit of a six pack. Okay. These nodes, these are goals. This is what we, we, what, whatever node you aim for, that's what I would call a target node. Or if in layman's terminology, it's just, that's your goal. As long as it's specific enough, it would be a target node. The problem that most of us run into is that we are at odds with our target nodes, with our goals. We are resonating in patterns that are contrary to where we would like to go. We keep riding the train, but we're not getting to our destination because we're taking the wrong tracks. So why is this? The number one grift in self-development today is the idea that you just aren't trying hard enough, okay? Because the reality is normal effort is usually enough. Most people who succeed great things, they usually don't put in superhuman effort. Normal effort suffices. You likely just lack the skill the internal skill in the Omni game to allow you to resonate in the ways that will get you to where you want to go. I believe one of the biggest reasons for this is because our technology for manipulating the resonance of others has vastly outpaced our technology for controlling and monitoring our own resonance. What we live in today is a world where we are being constantly bombarded by third parties who have no interest in our actual goals, but have a very invested interest in controlling us and turning us into some kind of slave or battery. Before the information age, this already existed. Society and family would always try and get their fingers in your residence, try and get you to go where they wanted you to go, regardless of whether it was really in your best interest. Hopefully some of the times it was in your best interest, but I think often it wasn't. And today it's gotten even worse because of our interconnected nature. By having cell phones, by having the internet, by having computers all around, TV all around, all the time, that gives us way more streams of information. And each one of those streams is designed to serve some other person's agenda rather than yours. Almost always. When you open up your phone, almost every single thing that you see is a potential thing that could hijack your mind and take you away from your target. The mainstream media, the entertainment industry, the news media, the video game industry, the porn industry, all of these massive things have put tremendous amounts of money and resources into being able to control you for their benefit right? They don't care about you. They, they want to turn you into some kind of battery, turning you into a sheep, turning you into a resource that they can harvest for their benefit. They don't care about you, but they're very good at manipulating you. Just look at our two-party system. That is the most insane, stupid idea ever, and it controls everything. You think all ideas can be broken down into a binary of this perspective versus this perspective? No, but that's how we live. Why? Who benefits from that? I'm not going to get all into that right now, but you have to understand that there are many forces at play that would want to control your resonance and take you down into the gutter, not 
serve you. All you have to do is ask yourself, how often do you get pulled into some state of distraction or inauthentic bullshit because your attention has gotten hijacked by some incoming signal? How often are your goals derailed because you spent too much time watching Netflix, too much time jerking off, too much time being consumed by the media, too much time watching porn? These are the biggest reasons. These are the reasons why you are not doing the things that really serve you. And this is like what it has done is to create a population of NPCs with only a few people truly playing the game at the top. These are the people calling all the shots and turning everyone else into their little resonance puppets. I want to set you free from that so that you can live the life that you are supposed to live. I want to help you cut your puppet strings and gain control over your own resonance. And the way that we're going to be doing that is by practicing psychomagnetics. This is the process of gaining control over your attraction or repulsion to different causal threads, to different paths of actions, to the different patterns of activity. Because the problem that we're in today is that the good path, it feels so hard. It feels so yucky. I don't want to do that. But that bad path, that path of indulgence, that path of lethargy, that path of you know self-deception, ooh, I could slide right into that, right? I could, I could ride that spiral all the way down into the gutter, right? And we have to break that. And so we have to learn how to make that bad path feel bad. We got to learn how to make that good path feel good. And if we can do that, well, then you can start controlling your own life. This leads to the ability to voluntarily control your own flow states. When you can control your own flow states, well, then you can basically just say, I'm going to go in this direction. And then all you have to do is steer the train there and you coast along. It's actually far easier than you can imagine. This whole idea, like I said, of things having to be so hard, you just need to push yourself and grind yourself and all this kind of stuff. That's wrong. That's a lie of the system. That's the lie that like the only way that you could succeed is through some Herculean effort. It's not true. That's designed to trap you into thinking that there's something wrong with you. That the only way for you to succeed is that you just have to stop sucking so much. I think you just need better information. In order to do this, we really need to understand this idea of activation on a deeper level. Because until you can activate your chosen path, then you have no control. And the problem that we run into here is that there are two kinds of activation that most people are familiar with. And what we really need is a third. So the first kind of activation is passive activation. This is when you just let yourself be activated automatically. Usually this amounts to some sort of activation based upon pain or fear. So you can tell when you're running off of act or passive act activation if you are the kind of person who tends to leave things to the last minute. So if you've got a project that's due, you know, maybe a few weeks out, you can't get yourself to work on it. Because you just have, you know, porn and video games and other distractions that seem more pleasurable in the moment. So you're just kind of like a pleasure-seeking, pain-avoiding little heat uh, missile, okay? And if the pleasure is more immediate, well, then you go for the pleasure. But, you know, a couple nights before the project's due, all of a sudden, ooh, the pain is kind of immediate now. And in that case, oh, now you can activate, now you can do stuff. Problem is, you know, the work's going to be crappy. It's not going to be nearly as good as it could have possibly been. You're not really going to be proud of what you do. And as soon as you're done, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go right back to the pleasure-seeking behavior. And perhaps even more so because it took all this stress to make you move in the first place. 
So people who are operating primarily off of passive activation, which is, you know, roughly 80% of people, 80% of the time, probably they are sheep because it's easy to control someone who only knows how to passively activate. You either have to just entice them or give them pain. <laughs> and if they just, you provide proximal amounts of either or both and you've got them controlled. It's pretty easy. That's what a lot of mainstream media is based upon. A lot of mainstream advertising is based upon. Show you a carrot, show you a stick, boom, they have your compliance. Most people realize how much living in passive activation sucks. And so we try to get out of it. We try to take control over our lives. We don't want to just be these driftwood, pieces of driftwood at sea. And this is where most people then turn to the vacuous activation. And we've talked about this previously. It's the idea of using the stick on yourself. And it's rooted in the concept that you lack inherent dignity and inherent value at your core. You say, unless I do good things, I suck. And so I'd better go do those good things or else I'm bad. It's kind of like creates this black hole inside of you and you got to go out and earn your status to fill yourself up. Right. So it's like if you want to go to the gym, well, it's like you better go to the gym or you suck, you little fatty. You better go get that muscle or else you, you know, you're terrible, you little twig, like whatever, <laughs> whatever the way you do it, it's like, oh, you got to earn that money or else, you know, your daddy won't love you or whatever the, the dynamic is. It's some kind of status seeking power grab that if you don't get it, then you're faced with some kind of deep longing and despair. Now, this can work to a degree. But there are serious drawbacks. The biggest one is that anytime that we use vacuous activation, we force ourselves into a path of resonance through force like this, through negative force, there's more that's going on than just you taking the action. You see, every causal thread is multidimensional. There is a psychic element, an emotional element, and a physical element. Now, if you engage in vacuous activation, yeah, you might be doing physically the right actions, maybe even very good things. But if they're coming from this place of lack, well, then the emotional and mental thread, that doesn't take you to where you want to go very often because the mental and emotional thread, that has its own causality path. And what this leads to is that even if you end up physically where you want to be, maybe you're rich, maybe you're fit, maybe you're very successful in some form or another, mentally and emotionally, you're still in the same pattern. You're still in that pattern of not being good enough, still in that pattern of needing to earn your worth and your value. And this is why we see many extremely successful people extremely unhappy. We see rich people committing suicide. We see people who should have it all. They have the world but they are desperately depressed. Why is this? It's because they were using vacuous energy to drive all of their success. And while their career may have advanced, their head may have just actually spiraled downward further. But that's just one side of the coin. Not everybody is able to actually succeed this way. Many people end up counter manifesting. So this is the person who they don't feel they're good enough because maybe they're socially inept. They're not as savvy around people as they would like to be. And so they stress about that. They feel bad. They try and force themselves to be normal, to be cool, you know, to, to connect with people. But when they're around people, that pressure on themselves, it causes them to be nervous. It causes them to act even more awkwardly. It causes them to self-sabotage and maybe even isolate. So 
instead of getting more of what they want, they're actually getting less of it. And they're moving in the opposite direction. This happens all the time. If you feel like you there's something that you really try on, there's something that you really put a lot of energy into, but you just seem to keep getting further and further away from it, well, then you're likely using vacuous energy and you're practicing counter manifestation. This is the guy who is so worried about being betrayed by his significant other that he ends up driving his significant other away into betrayal. He's the guy who, you know, he's so strict on his diet. He's so, you know, obsessed with his physical appearance and eating clean that he ends up binging on junk food or just not engaging in the diet at all because it's so stressful, right? People practice counter-manifestation all the time because even if they're trying to do the right things, their head and heart are on an entirely wrong track. In a world where these two forms of activation are the only ones that the majority of people know, that leaves us with a very tainted matrix, either by happenstance or by design. Because what ends up happening is that if you only know how to passively activate or how to vacuously activate, then either you end up becoming a sheep or you join the dark side and become a manipulator. Most people, they really don't want to be on the dark side. They feel it's so hard to get themselves to change or to change the world because they only know this vacuous energy and it sucks and they don't want to deal with that. They just tend to bliss out. They just tune out. They just stop caring. They just fall into their little groove. They put their blinders on and they just punch the clock and then they escape later. But things do not have to be this way. There is another option. There is a third kind of activation that I call radiant activation. And in many ways, this is the crown jewel of the psychomagnetic system. And I'm going to be teaching you now the practical part of this video. I call it the claim methodology, or, you know, you could just think of it as radiant activation. Claim is an acronym. It stands for celebrate longing as if manifest. So how does this claim methodology work? Well, it's very simple. You select a target node, some outcome you want. You imagine what it would feel like if you already have ach had achieved that state. So select something, imagine you already had it, how would that feel? Mix that with gratitude as if you had already received it. So feeling of having the thing plus gratitude. And then you let yourself unfold along that pathway. Essentially, what we're doing is like we're picking a seed, we're planting it in your heart in an emotional sense, and then we're letting that seed grow, all right? It's like you have to see that you already have it by simply getting on the path. And we're not lying to ourselves. We're not saying, oh, I'm already there when I'm not. It's more like how when you're saying, you know, an, a seed is already a, full, is a plant. It's a plant, just, <laughs> just a separation of time. Right. And so we're planting the seed of intention properly in your heart. And if we hold that resonance and we give it the attention and the movement that it needs, we let it resonate through our system, then we will get the thing that we want. So let's walk through some examples and I'll start talking you through some of the finer points of this and contrast it with the different forms of, of activation. Okay. So let's start with something really simple that we all deal with every single day getting out of bed. All right. So imagine. If you're doing passive activation, you pretty much get out of bed when you get out of bed. When it, usually when there's enough panic and worry that you're getting too late, that the fear gets you up, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to be late for work. I absolutely have to get up. That's passive activation. You're never going to be able to get up earlier if you want to actually get up earlier without creating some sort of external threat, 
right? If you're engaged in vacuous activation, well then, you know, you're trying to get yourself up early and it's like you got to have to wake up with a head full of hate and be like, you better get up now. You better get up or you're going to fail. You're going to miss that goal. You're not going to be able to get that stuff done before work, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to have to apply all this pressure to yourself to get yourself going. Let's, let's throw all that away. Let's do it a better way. Okay. We're going to use the claim method. So as soon as you wake up or you, you hear your alarm going off, you want to, you want to hit the snooze, you stop. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to imagine Uh, How would I feel if I was already up and starting my day? If I was already dressed, showered, shaved, ate breakfast, and feeling like walking forward with a pep in my step? How would that feel? Imagine it. Think about it. Let yourself feel that. Imagination is important here. And if you can play that image out and you can find some of that feeling, create gratitude for it. Imagine being grateful for having already succeeded. And if you can mix that gratitude into it, then that makes it even more powerful because that mixes the psychological state of already having, of trusting, of, of being really in that causal thread. It really kind of embeds you right in there and makes it much more solid. And as soon as you hold that in there, you'd be surprised at how easily you just get out of bed. <laughs> it might take you, you might have to hold it for a little bit, but eventually you're just going to slide right into it. Give it a shot. I swear it works. It's way better than trying to force yourself. It might take a little while, especially if you're a, a heavy sleeper. But for me, I notoriously struggled to get up early until I started using this techno- technique. So that's something small. And you can do this with anything, you know, anything you have to do. Imagine it's already done. Mix it with gratitude. Flow into it. Okay. Now let's pick something bigger. Imagine you want to engage in a body recomposition. You want to gain some muscle and you want to lose some fat. Okay, so first thing is we got to select the node and this is where the node selection gets a little bit more important. Okay, in our last video, we talked about the resonance ladder, meaning what are the things that really feel like they are going to level you up in life? And this is we really want to make sure that we're working with this that really click with you personally, holistically when we're doing something bigger. Okay, because if you don't have an intrinsic connection and motivation to anything that you're trying to do, then this this stuff doesn't work. So it has to be authentic. So if you're doing a body recomp, first thing you got to check is like, does a body recomposition really click with me? Right. It's like you have to be able to feel it. You have to be able to think about that end goal and you got to feel it turn on in here. You got to feel that vibration in your emotional center here. And if it does, well, then you're probably okay. So you pick you pick some kind of I want to gain this much muscle or be able to lift this much. And, you know, I want to be able to fit in this size pants, you know, and you imagine that and you imagine, okay, I already have that. How would I feel? You know, this is similar to my brain bridging concept I talked about in the Man of Action series. But we're really talking about the feeling aspect here. Because if you can feel like that person, you can act like that person. So connect to that. You feel what it would feel like. And then step into the gratitude. Look at it as if it was a already done thing. Step into that place of already having. This is an abundance mindset opposed to a lack mindset where you say, oh, I don't have it. I don't have it and I need it. That's just sending out, that's just putting your brain and your heart on that negative causal pathway that's going to just take you down. So we act like we already have it. And then, since it's a bigger thing than just one instance, we have to return to it. We have to keep returning to this place at every fork in the road. So that means pretty much every meal until you get your meals 
unlock, right? Every time it's time to work out until that becomes automatic and you have to return to this place. So there is some repetition. Eventually you will lock into this and you'll be able to flow through your days. And for our final example, I'll talk to you about how I use this technique most frequently. I use it for my content creation. What I do is I sit down and I'm going to create some piece of content. I'm going to create some, you know, newsletter or video or course or something. And every single thing it starts with, what's the end feeling I'm looking for? What is that target node? I have to feel it. If I don't have it, basically it's like I'm looking for some buried treasure, but I don't have a metal detector. Your target node that feeling you're looking for, that state you're looking for, you don't even need to know exactly what it looks like. A lot of times I don't know what the video I'm going to do is really gonna look like at the end, but I can usually find what I want it to feel like. And that is how I calibrate the metal detector of my mind, my psychomagnet. And then I hold it up against all the options and all the thoughts that come up. And the thoughts that resonate with it, that are of the right frequency that'll take me there, I grab them and I file them and I start organizing them. And each time something clicks into place, ooh, I feel it. I feel it right in here. And so I take that and I imagine that I already have that thing satisfied. I feel I, I send a sense of gratitude for this impulse because I believe any, once you find a target node, you're given a gift. You're given a, a seed from God. He says, here you go. Just plant it. Let it grow. Treat it right. Water it. You know, Give it attention, sunlight. <laughs> it's going to grow. And that's what happens with your intentions once you learn how to do this right. So you can be grateful once you have the intention because it's going to work. It's going to work if you follow the thread. Okay? And so that's what I have to do. And you have to be all in on it. You have to be willing to go through the ups and downs, but we'll talk about tracking in another video. But that's really the heart of it. Act like, imagine if you already had it, be grateful for it, and then let yourself fall into the pattern of activity that supports that goal. Every time that you practice manifestation in this manner, you are tapping into the golden thread of dignity. And this is how we win the war. This is how we reclaim the matrix for the good. You don't need to be doing anything spectacular. You just need to be weaving with this golden thread of dignity and gratitude. Now, there's so much more to this, right? What happens if you can't find the target node? You don't know what it is. What happens if every time that you try to start stepping into the resonance, you get distracted by something or you can't hold the focus or the emotions feel really distorted and off? Well, there is, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg here and we're gonna be going much deeper into all of this. But I hope that you found something eye-opening or inspiring in this video. Please let me know what you think beneath uh, in the comments. Let me know if there's anything that's unclear. Thank you so much for your attention. Play big. I'll see you in the next one.